Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and thanks so much for tuning into Second Vision. The future of stem cell therapy is something I am very personally passionate about. My guest today is an expert in this area. Don Reed is the author of Stem Cell Battles, Proposition 71 and Beyond. Reed is also Vice President of Public Policy for Americans for Cures. And Don is sometimes referred to as the grandfather of stem cell advocacy, and it's not a wonder why. He was citizen sponsor for California's Roman Reed Spinal Cord Injury Act in 1999, which was actually named after his paralyzed son. And Don served as a result on the board of uh, advocates for Proposition 71, and this helped to raise $3 billion in the state of California for research and clinical trials, and I'm happy to say that I'm a part of one of those clinical trials. And Don has done so much for humanity and has so many accomplishments, I couldn't possibly enumerate all of them, but you should know that he's a prolific writer and roughly has been published with at least 200 pieces by the Huffington Post, and he's even written five books on dolphins, whales, and sharks, <laughs> but I think we might have to take out, do a whole new show on that subject, but welcome, Don. I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh, well, it's just a joy to be uh, here today. Matter of fact, uh, I speaking of advocates, before I heard about your show, I heard about your advocacy. And matter of fact, I heard you speak and was so moved that I included it in my, my book, a chunk of it. And I wonder if I could read a paragraph of that to you right now. Oh, my God. I, you know, I just found this out. You just told me a moment ago, and I told you you're going to make me cry. That is so touching. Thank you. Please. Kristen McDonald had intended to become a movie actress. She was beautiful. That has not changed. She had an agent that was doing the work to make it happen. But she kept tripping and falling, once in the very staircase where the Academy Awards are presented. She broke her arm twice. Her night sight went. Colors faded. Her vision became like seeing through a slowly closing straw. Retinitis pigmentosa, said the doctor. Kristen started using a white cane. She remembered the first time she heard someone say, look out, here comes a blind person, and realized they were talking about her. But on June 20th, 2016, she became the first person in North America to have progenitor cells put in her eye. She had joined Dr. Klassen's clinical trial. It was only a safety trial. The amount of transplanted material allowed by the FDA for this early effort was small. No benefits were expected. However, more light, she said, describing the results. Even the awareness of light was an improvement, allowing her to recognize obstacles in her path. Today, she is an ambassador for Americans for Cures, driving the fight in ways only an advocate can, spreading the word, raising awareness. As she puts it, my eyesight may be bad, but my vision is perfect. You know, I don't think anybody has ever written something so nice about me. I, I can't thank you enough. That is so beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Oh, I'm so touched. Joy, you're, you're working. You're doing the job. Thank you. Well, believe me, I, I, let's talk a bit for uh, what did um, Barbara Streisand say in that movie, Enough About You, let's talk about <laughs> you or something. But I'd like to, I'd like to highlight your, your um, you know, you had so many. I have to actually turn on my little uh, – recorder here, but you have received so many awards, including the uh, first ever patient advocacy award from the California Institute for Regenerative Medicine, the first stem cell action award from the World Stem Cell Summit, the Willie Shoemaker Award for Advancing Awareness of Spinal Cord Injuries, and Teacher of the Year for the Fremont School District, and it goes on and on and on. There are even more. I mean, Tell us, please, how this all evolved. 
you know, what happened with your son and why you became so passionate about stem cell therapy? Well, it, it began because of my son's courage. Uh, my son, Roman Reed, was playing college football September 10th, 1964, 1994. Terrible accident occurred. His neck was broken. He became paralyzed from the shoulders down. Even now, it makes me shake thinking about that agony. But as he lay there on the field, the football player, there's two of them. One was a 351-pound blocker. And the guy came up, and he said, Jesus, God, Roman, I'm so sorry. And the tears are pouring down his face. And Roman, he's, Roman's on his back lying down. And Roman reached up and tried to shake hands with him, saying, it's okay, 22, uh, good, good, clean hit. But his hands did not close. So he had to just put his hands here and sandwich them, and I realized right then he had lost the use of his hands. Oh, we were able to, goodness. to we were able to find out and just horrible stuff. But I remember one night as I was lying there beside him in his bed, in his hospital bed, and I had my head on that metal bar, and he said, Dad, are you crying? And I said, oh, no, no, of course not, because he hates that stuff. And he said, don't worry, Dad, this is only temporary. And I knew in that moment that we would have to do everything possible, and we have. Uh, he and his, his courage inspired the bill, AB 750, the Roman Reed Spinal Cord Injury Research Act, and we funded the research by Dr. Hans Kirstead with embryonic stem cells, first one in the nation to do happen, and that became, uh, later went on. Uh, March 1, 2002, I got to hold in my hand a paralyzed rat, a rat that had been completely paralyzed, and then it regained its, its use of its hind legs, its front legs, hind legs. It could scamper across its playing area now because of the stem cells. And that was wait, wait, wait. Who, your, your son can now? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying this wrong. Uh, on March 1, 2002, I held in my hand a laboratory rat. Oh, okay. Rat. That's what I thought you said. Yes. Which and and they were doing the testing of the stem cells on the rats, of course. Yes. Now, yes. After, the, after that, it went years and years of go through all the FDA tests. Very difficult. But finally, just recently, with the help of the funding from the California Institute of Genetic Medicine, the California Stem Cell Program, the, the, the new people have actually had this tried on them. And six people were given injections of the same embryonic stem cells that we developed and those people all regained the use of their hands. Isn't is that wonderful. just the most exciting thing ever? I mean, it is, it is just unbelievable. Now, how old was your son when this happened? Nineteen. Nineteen, 19 years old, with his whole life ahead of him. Yep. And, and you still, were not in this fighting. business at the time, right? What were you doing as a, for a career at the time? I, I was a, a, a teacher. Uh, I intended to – I wrote five books about the ocean – I intend to write books about the sea until I die. I had no medical background whatsoever. And I went to this one spinal cord injury conference to try and find out what was going on. And every word they said would make my head nod because I just kept brain overload. But I asked this one scientist afterwards. I said, I can't understand the science except I know it's important. What do you need? And he said, money. He says, if I don't get grants, I can't put food on my table, and the science stops. And I thought, oh, money. Well, that couldn't be too hard. <laughs> right, right. But I went ahead and started writing school plays. And each, each year, I would write a play at my school, and the children would give up their lunch hour all year, and we'd develop the play and put it on. And then we'd raise the money. We raised about $4,000 a year for Christopher Reeve. Now, that's not very much, but it was a start. And after that, we've got, I got the idea of reaching out toward our Congress people and was able to get that next bill passed which uh, raised $15 million over its lifetime and attracted $87 million from the feds. 
So about $102 million was raised by that. Incredible. By, by these plays? By the... The plays were what brought got it started. Were what started realized, it all, got the ball rolling. Yeah, but then, then I contacted our congressman. Uh, I contacted everybody, okay? 535 people I contacted. All, every Unbelievable. Every senator. But this one guy, this one great guy, uh, helped us out, John Dutra. And he called up and he said, would I mind if the program was called the Roman Read Act? And I said, oh, my God. And I pounded the wall, and I was so excited. I ran to the, the office, and they told the whole school over the loudspeaker. And they didn't know what I was talking about, oh, but they that's... gathered that I was happy. So beautiful. And yeah. absolutely an incredible story. You know, I actually worked with Christopher Reeves uh, before oh. his accident and before I found out I was going blind. And of all places, on the Easter Seal Telethon, and I remember, like, you know, I was only 25 or 26 at the time, and I was an associate producer and writing cue cards for him. And he was uh, looking out to the audience saying, you know, you're only one step away from an accident. And, oh, my God, here, you know, all these years later, the poor man, he was such a beautiful person, you know, all from a horseback riding accident. And uh, and then, you know, I found out I had RP. So, you know, one never knows in life, right? Second vision, that's what I say. No, we, we don't yeah, know what's ahead of us. Vision is is the key to the advocate's life. That you summed it up brilliantly. Second vision is exactly what we have to have. We can't just say, "Oh well, now we're ruined." No, we have to fight. No, no, we can't give up. You have to reinvent yourself. You know. Now, how is your son today? Uh, he just he got through a a, a twenty two hour drive down to set to San Diego, and he's he's on the the uh, uh, to speak before a a group in in support of stem cell research. Oh, so he, that's he beautiful. Has, has he designed his life around this too, like yourself? Oh, yeah, or... oh, yeah definitely. He he owns some stem cell patents he's doing as a business as, as well, and he just uh, works really, really, really hard. So he, Incredible he person. Yeah, absolutely. He's a fantastic speaker. If you ever get a chance to hear him talk, he's wonderful. I would uh, love to hear him speak. You know, I mean, you know, so many families fall apart once they find out they have a disability. You know, I think the the uh, percentage is somewhere up around eighty five percent or something. It's just unbelievable because it, it's it's like a fracture in the household. You know, people don't know how to deal with it. I've seen it happen over and over again. So I give kudos to you. You've been married so long. You know, have a beautiful family, and what you've done for your family and your son and for humanity is just unbelievable. Absolutely well, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I understand you were in the room with President Obama when they overturned the the Bush oh, administration's block, they, and you they, had fought for that. Yep they they uh, they called they sent me an email. Would I like to come to Washington D.C. when the president uh, uh, overturned the, the Bush advocacy, the Bush uh, law? And I, oh my God! So I called up Roman, invited him, got my wife. We all went to Washington, and we're all in this beautiful room, the Gold Room, and everybody there was an advocate, all advocates. Okay, people like yourself, all advocates. And then all of a sudden, the president walks in, and in that moment, we knew we had a friend in power. And oh. it was like everybody, nobody had to say, stand up. We just floated to our feet, and we were just roaring. And afterwards, he said, no time for, for they said, no time for, for pictures. But I ran up to him, and I said, you know, my, my son's right here. I told him a story in, in two seconds, which I can do. And then he came over and shook hands with Roman, and he said, not supposed to have any pictures. And Roman said, oh, just one, just one. And he says, you're gaming the system, aren't you, Roman? And they had beautiful instant recognition. You know, they just uh, Obama is a, a, a loving man as well as a great president, and he was absolutely. 
that's what he, you know, put out to the world. That's what he emanated, you know, just to even hear him speak. And uh, and he fought for things like stem cell and, and so many other things with people in the in the medical field. Well, you know, one of the things that I think is, is important, you mentioned this, the, the, about the humanity involved here. Uh, I realized right away that the paralysis would not go forward unless the whole field of cure went forward. And then when I heard about Bob Klein and this guy, Bob Klein was asked, would he try to raise $1 billion for stem cell research? And he said no. And he said, oh, it's too much? He said, no, it's not enough. It's got to be at least $3 billion. So when I heard that's about what they say, uh, think big, you know, and, and oh, look at Bob's history, you know, with his son with diabetes. I mean, that's how the whole thing started. Bob yeah. Klein, as we tell everyone, is the president of Americans for Cures, the founder, the author, and um, and helped to, you know, get the ball rolling with California Institute for Regenerative Medicine to to get the bonds for the money. Right. Oh, my God. He What he would do is he'd go to rich people and say, look, I will put in a million dollars if you'll put in a million dollars. But then he had to get the million dollars, so he had to get it, took out loans on his house. Uh, just He did everything. He would not be stopped. He's a single irreplaceable man, just incredible. Unbelievable. Man. Oh, yeah. But he and his wife together, they're just a magnificent team. Oh, she is fabulous. It's fun to see the two of them together because it's like two, it's like our, our two movie stars, you know? They're, they're I know. Both, ah, they're both beautiful people. They're, they're, they're kind and generous and giving as well as being physically attractive to the eye. I mean, they're incredible. I went to their wedding. And, oh, it was, it was so beautiful. Like, oh, that's that beautiful. You know, I could tell that because he had his driver pick me up in San Francisco when I spoke at ISSCR, and the driver had nothing but beautiful things. You could just tell that, you know, when someone at that level treats their driver so well, um, it's just it says a lot about, you know, the people – you know, on every level who work for them? Well, I, one time there was this woman who had multiple sclerosis, which is progressive, as you know, and mm-hmm. she had just gotten into her wheelchair, and she came up to me, and she says, I'd like to meet Bob, because we're friends. I'd like to meet Bob. And I said, well, I'll try. So I ran around, and I found Bob, and he was exhausted. When Bob gets really, really tired, his face turns gray. All the color leaves him. He was, his head was back against his pillar. His eyes were shut. And I almost didn't ask him. I said, Bob, there's a person. She's a great friend of the cause. And could you say hello to her? And he said, he nodded his head. So I went and got her, and I said, okay, but he's real tired. Just give just me a second. And all of a sudden, Bob Klein comes bounding around the pillar and just beaming, and he says, thank you to her so much for your incredible work. We could not have done it without you. And she went away in a glow. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's, who, that's, that's, who, that's who he is. That's like who he is. Person. That's the essence Bob, of who he is. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. But the whole, well, the whole, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you about the, you know, the uh, the future for your son. I mean, where do you think the studies, where the studies are now, you know, for spinal cord injuries? Okay, right now, the 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 what's being tried is for acute people, just the ones mm-hmm. who just just got the out of the accident. But now, mm-hmm. if you're chronic, which means you have had it for a couple of weeks or more, which is like everybody in the whole world, you know, right. you've got a scar tissue in the spine. And that scar tissue, they have to find a way to remove it without harming and doing more damage, okay? And that's one right. of the key things. If, if we can do that, then possibly that we will have a new injury again, and then possibly the same thing that helps new, new people, new injuries now, will help those people who have been chronic. So that's my hope. Now, Roman, he works on the spinal cord injury really hard all the time, all the time. I try and work on the, the funding for the whole field. 
because mm-hmm. there's so much that has to be done. And there's so much that California needs to know what a tremendous success Proposition 71 has become. The California Institute of Regenerative Medicine is just doing amazing stuff, like diabetes. They've got a deal now. It's called Encaptra. And a company called Viasite put it together. It's like a, a credit card spliced down the, cut down the middle with stem cells inside of it. And you go inside the body, and it, it stays there. And then it's got holes in it, tiny little holes, and the stem cells go out, and the nutrients go in, so it's permanent. And we think this will be the answer to diabetes. It may well be the answer to diabetes. Oh, my God. I mean, that I just went to a fundraiser for diabetes this year because my girlfriend and her, uh, my two close dearest friends had lost their brother from diabetes. And I couldn't believe, you know, the... I learned so much about diabetes. I mean, it's just such a such a horrible thing to suffer from, you know, and um, and they they need they need a cure fast, you know. Well, my favorite moment of diabetes research happened in Canada. Canada is a great stem cell nation. They worked really hard on it, and these two scientists, Banting, Frederick Banting and Charles Best, went in this room full of people dying of diabetes, all children, all in coma, the last stage, and they just had invented artificial insulin. And they went and they injected each person. And by the time they got to the front of the room, the people in the back of the room, the children were sitting up and their astonished parents were crying. Isn't that That's unbelievable? That's Incredible. the kind of stuff I'm hoping for. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I, I mentioned this in one of my speeches at CIRM. I met, uh, you know, during uh, one of the meetings for the advocates, I met the first person who had been cured of AIDS with stem cell. Wow, you met that person? Yes, and I'm, oh God, this is terrible. I know his name. He was in my speech, and I, it's just slipped my mind the, for the moment. But This is the Berlin used, patient. Yes, the one in Europe. Uh-huh. That's you know the, the one I'm talking about? Timothy Brown. Oh, yeah. Timothy Brown. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you know the details of that story? Uh, I, I know a little bit. They're apparently over in Europe during the Black Plague time. This is my understanding. Remember, I'm not a doctor or a scientist. My understanding is that a, a there are some people who are immune, so they took blood cells from the person who was immune to AIDS and gave it to him, and that transferred the immunity to him. And what we think we can do, or not we, the scientists what can do, is to take, to remove, the, make, make changes in the DNA chain and put it back in and give the person back their hope in a normal life. So that, that's, we, we, we can keep people alive with pills. That's not good enough. They're still at risk. They have a shortened lives. They have a lot of health risks. But we think it's possible to give them back their whole lives, give them back a cure. So those are the things we, we fight for. The, the That's the hope. Fight for. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's tell our listeners, I mean, they are doing like the 32 clinical trials. And by the way, for everyone listening, we are in a state, that probably the best state in the, the universe to live in for stem cell advocacy and, and uh, progress. I mean, scientists come from all over the world to get grants from CIRM and do their research here. And now we have 32 clinical trials ranging from work in the areas of Alzheimer's, diabetes, um, the future for Huntington's disease, MS, AIDS, spinal cord injuries, and the like. And it goes on and on. I mean, it's pretty darn incredible. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves the story. I love it, too. Uh, The little girl that had the bubble baby disease. The bubble babies. Yes. 18 of them. Please tell, tell the story, please. Oh my God! There's this 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 little girl, little adorable little girl, and she's got bubble baby disease. Now that means if you saw the movie The Bubble Boy by John Travolta, had to live in a house surrounded by a bubble, plastic bubble, 
because he couldn't, his immune system was so bad he would die if he breathed regular air. She had that too. Usually they just die. But with the aid of both modern gene manipulation, they were able to take some of her bone marrow out, which bone marrow makes the blood, take the bone marrow out, readjust it, put it in, and then use a stem cell itself as a way to put it back into her body. And all of a sudden, she went from being stuck in the hospital or the, the plastic room forever, or suddenly she became able to go outside and breathe the air and be a normal little girl. And it just was 18 of them. I like met that, the parents. I, I met the parents, and it was just a fantastic story. It was just one of those things you read in a science magazine that you just you couldn't even believe. It, it what was, I, it I was, like also is that everything ties together. Like mm-hmm. there's a scientist, Donald Cohn, that did that research. He thinks he might be able to use the same technique to help cure sickle cell anemia, which is a horrendous disease. People oh, forget. I know. One of our advocates is uh, just she's out there all the time. You know, with her, I think two of her daughters have it. Adrian, oh. beautiful person. Yeah, Adrian. Yeah, she. It's, it's, yeah. I told her it's like having broken glass in your veins. Yes. So yes. Terrible yeah. pain. Just absolutely terrible. I know. There. I, I believe one day they're going to say people used to go blind. I mean, they're they're you know they're they're making such progress, and even this improvement that I've had, you know, just to share with people again that I had progenitor cells put in my left eye and my right eye, and uh, two years later, I got an improvement in my left eye for the first time in, in 30 years. And that was that's my formerly bad eye. Wow. So that's, wow. A, that's what I call my light at the end of the second vision, a light at the end of the tunnel, literally. Because with RP, you know, it's degenerative. Retinitis pigmentosa is degenerative, so it keeps getting worse and worse over the years. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful. So, so tell me more about your book. How are you doing with the book, and are these are these short stories? Is it just your autobiography? Tell us about the book, Stem Cell okay. Battles, Proposition 71 and Beyond. Basically, uh, the first chapter tells how I got started. All the rest is about this incredible program, which the Californians should take such great pride in. I also take a look around the world and see some of the other scientists, what they're doing, which we, we don't. I, I really I made an effort to learn Chinese because I wanted to talk to Chinese scientists. And oh, and Mandarin is so hard to learn. My oh, nephew learned it. And that is, go, good for you that you Oh, no, no, I, I, I totally failed. I, I can say a little phrase like, which means I speak very badly. <laughs> you know? So it's pathetic. But, but they, they respect that I tried. And so that they all talk. Well, most of the scientists in China speak English perfectly. And so they'll talk to me about what they're doing a little bit. And I just... I just love it because all of a sudden the nationality differences drop away and we're just people talking, right. sharing this information. And this, that's, how, that's how we will solve the biggest problems on earth is by international cooperation. Definitely. And the Stem Cell Program has got a cooperation agreement with 14 other nations. Our state agency has agreements with 14 other nations so we can work together. All the money we spend has to be spent in California. But, like, suppose they got something going over there and we got something going over here. We can share notes and so, and so get double the impact. So there's reciprocity between 14 nations. That's, in, that's incredible. It, it just is. So the, the story, the book, my book is, is it's both just stories, like little stories like we're sharing right now. That's the whole mm-hmm. book, okay? I mm-hmm. try and tell a little bit about the problem, tell about the agony of disease, whatever it is. Then I talk about a person who's fighting it. Okay, then I talk about the scientists and what their, their hopes are to fix it. And, you know, I, I, I may be, be wrong, but I always check with the scientists. I mean, everything that I read in the book has been vetted by the scientists themselves. 
So they, they read it, and that so it is going to be either either good or, oh, you just had someone come in. This is a, a personal friend of mine. I want you to hear this guy. Okay, this this is Yemi. Yemi, say hello. Hello. Hi. Tell me your name. Hello, Yemi. It's Kristen. Kristen oh. McDonald. Hi. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I wanted, I'm fine, I thank you. To... You're you're entering into our second Vision radio show. I wanted Yemi to say how he got started in his, what is it, what, tell him about the Bridges program, Yemi. So um, the way I really got involved with stem cell research was I was involved in the uh, CERN Bridges program, actually, at San Francisco State University. So it's this really great program that enabled me to, it was a master's program uh, that enabled me to take a lot of stem cell course, uh, a lot of stem cell related courses, uh, some in bioethics uh, and some involved in the deep science of it. And it allowed me to um, take classes at San Francisco State uh, while working at uh, one of the Tier 1 institutions uh, in the San Francisco area. And I personally ended up choosing a lab at uh, UC San Francisco. Great. So it much enabled me to, you know, to really just, you know, more than anything, you know, really learn about, you know, what stem cells are, the impact that they have. And it also enabled me to pursue a lot of really, um, you know, important laboratory work. So it was a really great program that just, really, uh, you know, gave me a kind of a first-hand feel of, you know, the, the science involved behind stem cells. And it changed your life. What are you doing right now? Fantastic, Emmy. I'm actually the director of operations for Americans for Cures. So, you know, kind of along along the way of, you know, of really looking into stem cells, you know, I also have a, a big passion for advocacy work. So for me, you know, Americans for Cures, we, um, you know, we advocate for uh, for stem cell research and for a lot of very, you know, for a lot of various uh, patient advocates in different fields. Um, so for me, it's just a really good fit in the sense that, you know, it, it really mer- it um, it paired together one my passion for advocacy and two, you know, the potential and passion I have for stem cell research. That uh, is wonderful. Congratulations. I see that. Oh, also, we just have another person coming in. Quick, quick, quick! Hurry, hurry! This, this is Mary Bass. She is the executive director of Americans for Cures Foundation. Mary, would you say a little bit? Hi. Hello, Mary. Mary's my good friend. Thanks for uh, having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us. Well, tell a little bit about what you do. Sure. So, on um, a day-to-day basis, I have the privilege of working with. A team, people like Dawn. Um, I also uh, see our patient advocate ambassador program of uh, one of whom, which uh, one of whom is Kristen, uh, a group of about 70 dedicated advocates who are helping us spread the word about stem cell research and uh, the progress that California's stem cell program has catalyzed. Um, I also work with uh, a group of. 27 amazing scientists on our scientific advisory board and uh, keep track of all the different clinical trials and research breakthroughs occurring on a really, really a day-to-day basis. So it's, uh, it's a, I'm, I'm privileged. And, and you are absolutely amazing. You do an incredible job. You know, they've, they've put us, you know, for everyone listening, they have put the advocates through some really intense trainings and, and sent us to wonderful retreats so we could all meet each other and share our stories. And I think, you know, the most important thing here, too, to mention today is that we're all in this together. You know, we all have a, a desired goal, you know, for the future, you know, for the future of medicine and everybody will know somebody in their lifetime, either them, you know, hopefully not, 
them, themselves, but they, someone they love, you know, a neighbor, a friend, a spouse who may be in need of stem cell therapy. And that's why I am so blessed to be a part of this wonderful organization, Americans for Cure. So thank you all, you know, Don, Mary, Yimmy, thank you so much. Well, it, it's our pleasure. One thing I'd like to mention is that the California Stem Cell Program has got public meetings, and everybody is very, very, very welcome. All they have to Great. Do is- how do they find out about that? Let's give the, everyone listening website information and how they can contact Americans for Cures if they want to Absolutely. volunteer. or Yeah, and, and, and we also want to plug your website and how they can get your book. Thank you. Okay, the, the, the www.cirm.ca.gov, serum.cat.gov. That, you go there and click on public meetings, and you can come to the meetings and see the stuff and help make the decisions. Public speaks. We, they're part of, I'm always going off, and, and if we're part of the thing. We make the decisions. We help the scientists make the decisions. Now, my book can be found at www.stemcellbattles.com. Uh, oh, also, you can remember, remind me. And it's called Stem Cell Poly- Battles Proposition uh, 71 and Beyond by Don Reed. And uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Don. You can get it at Amazon, okay? And also, you can sign up for my free um, uh, newsletter, which can be got at www.stemcellbattles.com. And if you'd like to be a part of the hopeful future for stem cell research, join Americans for Cures Foundation. No, no cost, no fee. Just go to Americans for Cures Foundation, and right, right there, I'm interested, click a bunch of easy button, and you'll be gotten back to, and we'll tell you all about it. Um, Wonderful. And, uh, and I, I have two uh, quick questions. Your book, mm-hmm. can it be found as an e-book for those who, who are visually impaired? Or, uh, yes, it can, absolutely. They, it can? Yes, it can. Yeah, it's going Great. To go to, you yeah, should think Amazon about getting it on – I'm sorry. You should think about getting it on Audible, too. Oh, Audible? No, that's really an important thought. I, I, I wasn't sure how to do that. That's something I have to investigate. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, yeah, I will talk to you about it at another time, but I know that I think they, they take a percentage of the book, but they hire their own narrators, but it would be a great uh, venue for you because so many people use Audible books now. You know, I, I can't live without them. And the last question I have for you, because we're winding down on time, is can you share one of your, your cute shark or dolphin stories for us? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I loved I worked 17 years as a marine world diver. My favorite story probably is we had a dolphin named Spock. And we called him that because he had little little outer space type mannerisms. It's hard to explain. But one day, he, we had a dolphins trained to, to trade any garbage they found in the tank for a piece of fish. All right, because we know if they swallow a cup, they might die. So one uh-huh. day, Spock comes up and he's got a, a piece of he's got a fish, got a, a, a piece of paper in his mouth, just a little small one, about two inches long, brown paper. <laughs> the trainer says, "All right." He goes and gets a fish, takes the paper, gives him the fish. Five minutes later, another piece of brown paper, two inches long. <laughs> And okay, another fish. He says, Wait a minute. He says, Don, swim down in the tank and find out what's happening. So I swim down in the tank, go to the corner, there's a whole brown paper bag, and the dolphin is pulling off one little piece at a time. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's pretty close to the concept of money. Yeah, so he, I, he was just tearing off a little itty-bitty piece at a time? Every, that's what it was. That's what it was. It was It was just pure animal intelligence, and it's like you did... It was it's such a joy. That is adorable. I wish you captured that with one of those underwater cameras or something. <laughs> That's cute. Well, you are multi-talented, and we are just blessed to have 
somebody with you is my, you know, has as much passion and brains and know-how to get out there and really make a difference in the world. And that's what you've done and what you can, you're continuing to do. So bless you for that. Thank you kindly. and appreciate so much you're doing this magnificent show, which is sums up the advocacy spirit. Second Vision is exactly what we have to have. Oh, thank you. Well, we'll do many more shows on stem cell in the future. So thank you, everyone, for listening today. I'm Kristen McDonald, your host for Second Vision. My guest today has been Don Reed, author of Stem Cell Battles, Proposition 71 and Beyond. Thanks so much for listening. Have a blessed day.